Hello and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners one story at a time. Welcome everyone to the Business Owners Unite podcast. I'm Kyle, your host, and today we have Bobby from Simplified Recruitment Solutions. How are you going today, Bobby? Doing well? Yeah, I'm having a fantastic day. The weather is terrible, but you know, we just got to push through that and it's a, um, you know, a great day to be able to go out there and change people's lives. Nice, man. Well, it's all about changing people's lives. I think every business owner aspires to help make the world a better place, help their clients and all that. I'm excited about talking about how you do that in your own particular way. For those who don't know the infamous Bobby, how would you describe yourself to our listeners? I'd say that I'm a, I hate, it's, it's a very uh, generic kind of word uh, or sentence, but I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. So uh, everything that comes across my desk or table, any, anything at all, I always have a different view, a different way of looking at, at that. And that's why my businesses are all um, in the, a traditional industry, but they have a very different way of working with their clients and, and providing a service. So I like to think I am... Uh, a bit like Elon Musk in a way, without the bankroll and without the profit <laughs> and loss. Can you imagine looking at his profit and loss? Oh my God. I couldn't yeah, imagine. Also, can you crazy. imagine his subscriptions? Oh, my subscriptions are crazy. So you can imagine <laughs> that line. I'm not sure he uses Calendly, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, that's one of Maybe my Maybe he does, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got like 200,000 uh, employees or something crazy across his businesses. Insane, man. Can you imagine? Not looking at that profit on loss, no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby, it's it's great to chat today because like we've we've spoken a lot, and I know that you have several businesses. Like you are quite the out the box thinker, quite the entrepreneur. Um, you've got a great energy, great networker, um, and I know that you've got a great business as well that is helping people in the NDIS sector. So, what exactly do you do? Uh, maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah, so um, so Simplified Recruitment Solutions was born after about 15 years of experience in recruitment, and I've done internal recruitment, which is very different to the traditional agency model. And yeah. I've done internal recruitment for companies like Rolls-Royce, Virgin Holidays, Chemist oh, wow. Warehouse, uh, so large corporates. And I had my own, another business before these businesses, uh, which I grew from two people to 70 people in about two years, uh, oh, right. from $70,000 turnover over year one to 4.5 million year two. Through that process, I had to hire a lot of people, as you can imagine, uh, and I was using some recruitment agencies to help hire some staff, and they were charging me 15% of a $300,000 salary times seven. And so I was kind of like, no way. (laughs) So it was a bit stronger than that, but let's just say, no way. (laughs) So I went away and uh, just ended up doing the recruitment myself. And then I thought, how do other businesses, uh, small businesses especially, recruit staff if they've got no other option apart from charging 15 to 20%? And so, That's I, awesome. yeah, so I had the idea of simplified recruitment, of bringing in the knowledge of what I knew as recruitment, my processes and the systems that I'd used at Chemist Warehouse, at Virgin, and also at Rolls Royce. And so I just put it into a piece of paper, wrote it down, went to a BNI, and went, hey, 
would you use this company? And people were like, yes, we would, but not for the fee you're charging because it's too low. So at that point, I was mm. charging $500 per hire. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know. We were just about that's... to go into the pandemic though as well. So I was kind of like desperate for money. So I was like, just kind of gotcha. grab, grab some stuff out there. And so yeah. I wanted to bring to the market a way of people that could use the same systems and processes that I'd use in these large corporates and we do it at a low cost and and, and, and we are around 50% cheaper or less cost than a traditional agency and that's, that, that's what we try and do and we have lots of success and uh, in recruitment you know it's the, I think we're one of the only industries in the world that have two clients we have the client looking to hire and we have the client who's the candidate and so it can be very difficult trying to match those two up. Uh, and so we have around about 85% success rate of finding candidates. Uh, so it makes, uh, so, you know, there's always a chance that it might not work. But, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, that's the same as any, any other recruiter would say that about the same thing as well, about the same percentage. That's a really interesting story, man. And I think just hearing um, how you saw a gap in the market for your own business, and that's what motivated you to start, is really inspiring. It's so it's like so interesting that so many business owners see those gaps in the market. And they're like, nobody else is doing this. Like, mm -hmm. people are charging how much? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and then go, no, I'm going to change this because I think this is ridiculous. Um, so good on you for for doing that, and especially in the NDIS space where you know they're doing good work. Like, it's it's a good industry to be able to come in and be like, look guys, you're paying way too much for recruitment. I can half your cost um, by, by simplifying the solution here. That's that, awesome, then. That's it. And hence the name, Simplified Recruitment Solutions. And so it's so we, we take away one. yeah we take away all of that effort away and it's our, our tagline or slogan is recruiting smarter together because it's um, part of the process that the, the hiring person or hiring manager business owner is part of and so we we, we share that that load um, uh, and it makes it a lot more streamlined and that's also one of the reasons why we offer the lower fees is because it's a, a collaboration and, and, and it works well we've hired uh, across multiple industries and of course the, like you mentioned about the MDIS uh, it's a uh, I feel like that we are so we don't realize hey the word lucky because I don't believe it's like luck but um but for me to be able to sit here and speak to you uh, run three businesses go and do go to networking events go to these things and then there's some people who would never leave their house mm. and you don't think about how two arms, two eyes, we've got, you know, pretty normal in the, as, as far as I think I am anyway. Um, but there's people out there who can't do anything. And I think, yeah. oh my God, that must be, I can't even imagine it. And so mm. I want to be able to help provide the support to get them the best support uh, and do it at a low cost. Because then the participant, which they're, they're known as in, in, in NDIS, they're the winner. And that's what yeah. we need to be able to get through. And so if we can help as many people provide great support to their clients and their participants, uh, then we're a win-win situation for us. Yeah, yeah, that's very noble, man. I respect that a lot. Good on you for doing that. I think that's fantastic. I, I, I had a bit of a laugh because before you said that you kind of floated this idea to your BNI group and they kind of said, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with this because it's too cheap. Um, how did you find how to price that appropriately? Like, it's so baffling to me that people would say, no, too cheap. But I guess there is that psychological element of being like, there must be something wrong here, right? Like, this doesn't seem legit. It can't work. It can't work. You know, why are they charging $20,000 and you're charging 500 
Yeah. Um, it was definitely trial and error. You know, we went through a whole, you know, probably 30 to 40 price changes, also product changes, bringing new things in. And so I wouldn't increase the fee and or our fees until I could add value to it. So it yeah, nice. Some, you know, or it might be that I would split up the 15-step process that we would have and, and go, okay, well, you can have the first three steps. That's going to cost you this much. You're going to have the next 10 steps, you know, and so on and so on and so on. But it's Smart, man. But, you know, the amount of networking I've done, the amount of people I've met, I've met a lot of great business coaches and a lot of people who talk about pricing. And um, they, it's having the confidence to go, hey, this is how much it's going to cost. And that person's then going to go, okay, cool. And if they go, okay, cool, then you go, damn it, I should have done another $1,000. <laughs> and then and that's what yeah. it is. It's getting to that point yep. where you get to that pushback. And once you start to get to that pushback, mm. you've got two options, right? You've got option A, you've then got to go and convert them with the value. This is why you're paying yeah. this much. Or you can go, do you know what? I'm going to go and say, just going to drop it down a little bit. So you're just going to say yes, but it's good enough for me. It's good enough for you. And so, um, and so that's how I ended up coming to this this point where I am. And so, that's we, such such a good tip there. I think that you know you're you're wanting to price it to the point where it's kind of uncomfortable, and then you can either sell it on value or you mm. can discount it. But yeah. you want to have it at that kind of upper tier, and it's hard to find that point. It is, and I but I don't like that pushback of that. Hey, yeah. yo, this is why you should use us. Um, and so I kind of go, okay, well, let's just not have it at that price point so we have to have that conversation uh, yeah. and let's just do it at a, a price point where they go okay that's pretty reasonable and let's move ahead and so and, and, and as long as it's uh, you know compared to you know our average hire now is five thousand dollars hmm. compared to 500 and so when i look at the increase of that i think that's a ma- that's that's great for us and but how we yeah. work with single hires is um again because i want to be I I just don't want any. I don't like ripped off is not the right word, but I like to yeah. be fair. And so yeah. how we do it is we charge fifty uh, percent upfront, and then once we've placed the candidate, they get charged another fifty percent. And so it's Seems really fair. fair. Everyone, you know, we get paid somebody to you know do the job, and then once we're successful, well, then we get paid for being successful. Yeah, very nice, Bobby. I think this is really insightful, and I just want to drill in a little bit more because you talked a bit about. Both of us being in service-based businesses, we've packaged our services in a way that it's it's kind of like a productized service. You know, it's like you get this for this price and it's steps one through to three. How did you drill down a little bit there? Like I'd love to, that's that's probably something that a lot of people struggle with. I reckon yeah. people going like, I do a service, I pay per hour. Mm. Um, so obviously I'm just going to charge by the hour. But mm. it sounds like you've got a really good system and a really good uh, productized service. Um, how yeah. did you design that. Um, it sounds like a lot of iteration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the beauty of, of doing this process, it will, it will um, bring to light other products and other things you can bring into your business. Right? So literally, I just wrote down step one, write the job advert. Step two, post the job advert. Step three, shortlist the candidates. And, so, and yeah. that's the document that I show the clients. Right? This is the steps of recruitment. These are the steps we're going to take. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so then we had like 15 steps. And so then I'd go, okay, well, how about we have a product that covers the first three steps? And then we have a product that covers the first six steps. And then we have so a product smart. that covers them all. And so as they, and how we, so 
it's not so much the hourly rate, but I look at it and go, okay, well, we're only doing the first three steps. That's not going to take us a lot of time to do with that. So this is the amount I'm going to charge. And so yeah. like, I worked it on the other way, like looks at the 15 steps. That's the premium product. That's going to cost you X amount. And so then if I yeah. was only doing 12 of those steps, then I would take off the cost of those three steps and then work back to that kind of smaller product. And That's great. But then... You know, everything evolves and changes, and and sometimes it would it would be really complicated to talk about it. And so, also, if you're talking to someone who didn't really understand recruitment, they'd look at those three options and go, "Oh God, I don't know which one." And the idea was the popcorn yeah. method. You know, how you yep. go to like say this is the one you really want to go with them for, and, and it, it would complicate the sales talk. And so then I go, "Okay, well, let's scrap that." And then just go for the, the, full, the full service where everyone gets yeah. everything. Uh, and, and, and that's the service that we provide now. It's the full 15 steps. Um, but from that, you know, other products come. So now I have a whole written service process where you can go and buy our processes and systems. Oh, nice. And you can follow them step by step and do them yourself. It's got templates yeah. in it, etc. cetera. Um, um, we also then uh, have what we... So when you go and hire someone for a traditional agency, they kind of have a, what's called a replacement guarantee. If that candidate yep. leaves within a certain amount of time, they're going to go and replace that person. Mm-hmm. We call it recruitment insurance. And so how <laughs> like are, Because really what happens is if that person stays after that amount of time, then you lose it, like any kind yep. of insurance, right? So, so yep. how, how we work now is you um, have the, um, the single hire... Uh, at 2,500, say 2,500 as a finance fee, 2,500 as a management fee, then uh, that comes with one month recruitment insurance. Like any insurance, you can pay more money and extend that, like any guarantee, and that's what we do. Yeah. We give the option to have, uh, purchase three months, purchase six months, or purchase eight months. And obviously, the more insurance you buy, the, the increase of that, uh, of that cost goes up. But it's down to you as the, um, the, the person who's hiring to, to select that. So we have the baseline model, and then you can add add-ons to that. Uh, and so if you don't want to buy it, you don't have to, but if you want to have a bit more security, you might have a bit more, more cash and you want to be able to have that security, then you can go up to eight months, which is, I don't know anyone else in the in the world who provides an eight months recruitment. Yeah, um, that's really generous. I know a lot of the recruitment agencies are like three months or something like that. Three to six and, is you know, three, standard, yeah. Six is, yeah, three to six, I would say, is pretty generous yeah <laughs> eight months is a long a long of course time. you've got to pay for that though you've got to pay for that yeah. privilege of that like anything you know you go to jb hi-fi and they go oh do you want to have this thing it's going to cover you for yeah, free you free it. Work to you. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right and if it doesn't break you know you lose that money and it's just it's just it's just the same thing but the beauty yeah. of that is that is only paid once you've hired somebody so you're not paying mm. your front to us you're still paying the management fee then once you've hired someone you're going to pay the finder's fee plus the insurance to cover that lifespan or the eight months or whatever it is of that candidate yeah yeah i love this this is uh very helpful i think for people who are listening that are in service-based industries and are looking at like how do i how do i price myself how do i kind of package this all together so i think that's a big struggle man like i think uh, a lot of us get in because we get into running our own business because we want to help someone or we see a gap in the market um there was a need that we had that was out there and uh we didn't see any solutions so then we jumped in but then the pricing side um, and the sales side, a lot of business owners feel very icky about that. So I think if you could productize that and you can it's package it up being like, here, steps one through to 15, you're paying a premium for this, yeah. or we can you know, break it up to steps one and three and mm. you know, adding on those extra features and values, a great way of doing it. So yeah, yeah it's very it's, inspiring. It's man. very hard. And 
Yeah. I think most business owners, like you say, have struggled with that. Hey, this is how much it's going to cost. Because yeah. we have this work, we have this thing in our heads, and it's the same with you'll see it with social media and content and stuff like that. Yeah. The amount of bookkeepers I've met, and I and awesome. hey, you should be doing posts about bookkeeping. They went, that's why who wants to know about that? It's boring. I go, yeah, but because yeah. you know it. Like the same as I know it. And so I, I know the recruitment that we do. So like, so I'm kind of like, oh my God, it's scary, uh, uh, you know, pitching that theme. But um, the biggest tip I have around that is silence is your best friend. And if you can get over that silence, because a lot of people would go, so I'd go to you, hey, Kyle, yeah, yeah, we can help you find this person. It's going to be 2,500 and then 2,500 when we uh, hired someone for you. Shut up. Do not say <laughs> anything else. Just wait. Yes, they're going to be sit there. Most people aren't sales trained, but you're going to get the odd person who understands that you're playing the silence game. You just got to shut up. Because if you go one, two, and then go, but if that's not, but if that's too much, because I've yeah. not said anything, and we can yeah. drop it down, right? And so yeah. you've just got to shut up. Because that person's yeah. thinking that silence. Exactly. Just sing the song in your head. <laughs> just yeah. to fill it up. Because they'll come, they're going to say something at some point. But it's a, it's a game. It starts to be a game. Who's going to yeah. speak next? You don't want to speak next. <laughs> That's it. I think. I think honestly, the best the best tip that I got out of that is if you if you make it a game and you really kind of like find that if you're getting anxious and you're like, oh, I hate sales. Think of it like you're playing a game. Think of it like in terms of you're trying to help that person and really like how, how can you like make it fun for yourself in a, in a way. Um, everything in my business that I've hated, I've tried to learn and go, well, this is a skill that I want to learn. And I, I changed my perspective on it. I'd be like, oh, I hate having to do the books or you know invoicing or whatever it is that you're kind of like, this is the thing I hate. And then I'm like, well, I want to learn how to do this. And then when you do, it's like, how can I improve this? How can I tweak it? How can I make this you know, kind of less difficult? Um, if you look at things like that, I think it's such a great perspective. It's just like the sales strategy, you know, just shut up, you know, just try it, just make it a game. I'm going to try this next technique in the game and see if it works. I think it's a really, uh, good tactic that's right because we feel like it's awkward and the person thinks it's too expensive but nine times out of ten they're just going okay well i've got this bill to come out i've got this i need this yeah. thing they're thinking about other things as if you imagine if you're being pitched to and you're you know, yeah. you've been given that quote you're thinking about it and so the second yeah. that you then go oh you know i'll knock some money off but they could have been saying yes in their head to it and they all of a sudden exactly. lost out on five hundred dollars but exactly. It's, um, exactly. It's oh, it's a great. It's a great way of doing it, man. Like I really do. I I find that I struggle with sales. I struggle at pricing myself the way that I should, and I struggle at not discounting. So what I've been trying to do recently is whenever I speak to a client and have kind of a pitch or or a call, kind of going through things. I say, here's the value that we can unlock for you. Here's all the services that we can do. How much would this be worth to your business? And I let them answer it like a kind of a, a, like a poker game, right? Like I'm just, I just sit there and let them answer. And I had a recent case where um, I was working for somebody and um, you know, it was a, a new service and I kind of was like doing the maths in my head. I was like, you know, I probably could charge $600 and I'd be happy with that. And this is again, me, super discounting my service and going crazy six hundred dollars i'd be happy so i'll, I'll say you know six hundred dollars and i was like no you know what before this meeting let me see what they're prepared to pay and let's go from there so i went into that and was kind of like look 
here's what we can do. I know that you want a faster round, so I'm more than happy to do this within, you know, this this kind of this timeline for you. Um, I, I don't know if you've gotten quotes from other people. How much would this be worth to you? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh well, I got a few quotes for fifteen hundred to two and a half grand from from other agencies. So fifteen hundred, I think, would be kind of like what I'd I'd, I'd hope to pay. No, mm-hmm. Nothing like too crazy, like two and a half grand if it's like really good. And I was like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, you're gonna charge six hundred dollars? I was like, I'm so glad I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that was a big lesson and a big yeah. learning for me to kind of be yeah. like, just shut up and mm. be comfortable with letting them talk because yeah, just yeah. like you said man sometimes they're just thinking um so yeah it's, i think it's a great tip yeah it's all about having the process that you follow i mean i'm no sales coach i'm not you know but it's all about consistency repeating the process so you can learn it where it falls down yeah. and uh and it's easy with us because if i go hey have you used a recruiter before and they go yes and i go did they charge you a percentage and they go yes it was 20 percent of a eighty thousand dollar salary well, already, I'm gonna at some point. I'm gonna say, well, it's gonna cost you five grand for us. Yeah. <laughs> and so already, I kind of, and so I'm priming that. I want yeah. them to say yes. I want them to say yes. They've used them before because I know that I can blow them out of water now. Yes. Not everyone says yes. The people say, oh, I've never used one before. That's also a mm. great thing because then I change the picture around. I'm still going to talk about the fee, but I'm going to say, hey, are we going to do this for you? This, this, this. We're going to save you 30 hours of time. We're going to speak to all the candidates. And they're going to go, oh, thank God for that because I don't have to do it myself. And so yeah. by, by asking the right questions, hey, have you used a recruiter before? You're going to be able to take you down an avenue of questioning and providing answers to convert that person. But yeah. of course, yeah. not every person is going to be your client. You know, recruitment is a real... We get clients sometimes, or leads, they come on a call on a Friday, and they go, yeah, I like what you're doing, send over the agreement, bang on. Feel wow. Wednesday comes along, agreement not signed, you know, it's like as a business owner, you're like, oh, bloody yeah. hell, but do the follow-up. Yeah. So I do the follow-up, and they go, oh, you never guess what happened. And I go, oh, what happened? And they go, oh, I was at football on Sunday, and I got talking to this guy who knows somebody who's looking for a job, and I gave him the job. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, so sometimes things happen. It's totally yeah. out of your control. You can't, you can't control it. But, um, exactly. but, but having a consistent process, like everything in business is, is key. Um, you know, processes and systems are the DNA of your business. And um, that's not just the process that you have to provide the service, but also how does a sales call work? How does a one-to-one call? You know, and I, I don't have it written down anymore because it's just consistent. And so when I bring someone on the call, um, I, they, we talk about, try, try and get them to talk about them first. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I just listen. So, and they go, how are you? And I go, I'm great. I live on Bribey Island. It's a beautiful place. And I do something called breadcrumbs, leaving little things that they can grab onto so can, they can continue the conversation. And then they can go, oh, maybe they go, I've never been to Bribey Island. And you go, we've been to Queensland. And they go, oh, yeah, I went here, 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 here. Oh, how was that? Blah, blah, blah. And they start talking and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, tell me more about your business. And for the first 20 minutes, I want them to say everything because I want yeah, them to nice. feel like, so then when I start to talk, they feel like I'm my best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have that, have that That's definitely the vibe I've gotten from you, man. Like, you, you're very, very good at, uh, you know, the interpersonal skills. And I think that's such a good skill to have, especially in business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, credit to you, man. Like, uh, that's, I think, something that you can cultivate. I know a lot of people struggle with yeah. talking to people, but it's such an integral part of running a business and especially selling. Like, you do need to be, look, you need to be good at listening to people and actually yeah. getting them to talk rather than you filling yeah. the, the space. But if you want an easy life, 
And this is a way you can get it is by getting the other person to talk more. And so you get them to talk more, so you don't have to talk more. Why well, you just go, hey. no, there's nothing worse than sat there and going, oh my god, I've got to try and talk now. <laughs> like, uh, but yep. being an introvert, it can be very difficult. But by me, you know, there's nothing worse than going, hey, how are you? I'm good. Hey, how are you? I'm good. That's it. So yeah. I'm going to go, hey, I'm yeah. good. And I live on Bribe, it's a bit wet. Um, my mum's here. I've got dolphins in the sea. I've got, so try and give them as many things to talk about. So mm. I can then sit back, talk, don't say anything. They're going to then give me breadcrumbs without realising it. And I go, oh, yeah. he mentioned that you went on a holiday to Sydney. How was that? Oh, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And, and do you find that in those, in those calls as well that you kind of go through a, a bit of a discovery phase with them as well? Like, tell me more about the problems you're experiencing with recruitment. Like, you know, is it... Is it yeah. Good personal rapport building that you find works best, or you know, are you kind of using that to, to start the conversation around the business problem that they that they're facing? Yeah. So um, if we talk about recruitment, I'd be like, you know, what what have you done already? Well, how would you normally do it? And so they would go, oh, I don't normally do it, but I get the admin person to do it. So straight in my head, that's a tick on my little list. Yeah. Because they're not a specialist, they're not they don't know what they're doing. So when when we come around to talk about that, I go, what does what else does the admin person do? And they go, oh, they you know, they answer the phones, they do this, they do this, they do this. And I say, okay, so if they're trying to chase a candidate and a client calls, who answers the phone? Oh, yeah. the client doesn't get spoken to because you're trying to find a candidate. Yeah, well, we're going to take that away from you. And so yeah, it's nice. trying to sign that pain point where you can add that Very extra smart. value. Um, uh, and so some of them might go, oh, we have. I do it as the business owner. I go, well, mm-hmm. how about you can go find some more clients, or you can go and yeah. take your team out, or you can go and do this, yeah. or you can just go and spend time with your family. And they go, how can I do that? So, well, because you're not. 30 hours is in the recruitment process. From start yeah. to finish, if you to complete our process, it's about 30 hours. What can you do with that time? You can you know, build your business. You can do nothing if you wanted to. And so it's trying yeah. to find that point where you can go, you can go and do all this while we're going to do all of this. Man, these are you've just packed this whole conversation with so much wisdom, man. This is great. I know there's going to be a lot of people who get some value out of what you're saying. Um, I think sales and marketing are very similar in, in a lot of ways. It's really like figuring out people's pain points and then being able to align your product or service with those pain points. But so many people struggle with that. Like I find so many websites. I, I literally had a, a session just before and we were auditing somebody's website and it's all talking about the product. You know, it's everything's product, 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 product. Like where it's a, it's a vegan product, it's this and that, you know, and it's like you haven't addressed any problems that the customer is facing. And you're not aligning yourself with that person who has landed here and is wanting to find more information about what it is that they're, you know, struggling with. So I really love that you were talking about, you know, you you find the pain points and, and you can see things that line up like, you know, oh, it's an admin person who's doing this. Well, that means that you're probably missing out on customer service when they are doing this, which is not their job, right? Like it's it's part of their job, maybe. Yeah, at the moment. they're not doing it well either. You know, it's, and that's the, it's, it, at least it's, Something if it's a, you know, the ads a really good advert they're communicating with candidates but half the time they're not it's because they're not they don't know what they're doing and so it's, it's yeah. easier to get someone out as we know you know it's easier to outsource the stuff that you don't want to do or you're no good at as long as you've got the cash yeah. to do it obviously and uh, and that way it's gonna get a professional and a, a someone who knows what they're doing. 
But you mentioned marketing. Recruitment is marketing. This is what people don't don't remember. Forget. This is what people Mm -hmm. forget. You're marketing your job to the the job market to attract someone like you would market your business to someone to come and use that. We see it all the time in job adverts, right? We see job adverts on Seek and stuff like that, and they'll be like, "Oh, come and work for me. I'm amazing. This is what I do. I've done this. I've done that." And and haven't even told them what the salary is. It's like your <laughs> your job advert isn't for you. It's for the person reading that. The same as your marketing, same as your website isn't for yes. you. It's for the camp client who's looking at that. So, so when you're writing the job, when we write ours, we have a whole discovery sessions of looking at other people's job ads, looking at how people search for jobs. And so, in our job ads, our job adverts are co-branded as well. So we can brand it with us, and also we talk about the camp, the client in there, as in the, the company, so candidates can go and look at it. But we have the blurb at the top, it's about two or three lines, and then the next three bullet points are the salary and benefits and this. So when the candidate is yeah. looking at the job, they don't need to scroll to get to it. Yeah. They can just see yeah. it straight away. And then some of our clients go, yeah, but you know, they might not apply because it might not be relevant to them. Good, because why would you want us to apply and get to an interview stage, which is in you know, a two step, three, four steps down the road? your time, and all of a sudden, at the end of the interview, they go, I want $90,000, and the advert's 60000 And all of a sudden, yes. you know, you've wasted everyone's time. And so, yes, we want to so stop true. people applying for it who is not relevant for, uh, and, and it works both ways. We want to be able to, you know, not waste anyone's time. Uh, so that's why we make sure, that's why everyone, if you're watching this now, you're looking to recruit, you've got to put the salary in there. You've got to put what the benefits are to that person. And if you're scared that you're not offering enough, just go and look on Seek for the other jobs that you, uh, sorry, in the industry that you're recruiting for, in the area you're recruiting for, and you'll see all the other jobs in there. And you've got to look at the salaries, and that's the salaries you've got to offer. If you are going yeah. to put a job advert up, and we, this happens to us, you know, we advise our clients mm. as best as we can, but at the end of the day, it's not our money. Um, and sometimes we'll advertise a job, and below us, there'll be a job that's offering 20 grand more work from home, and we're offering 20 grand wow. less work from the office. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you know, no, that's like having a Coca-Cola advert, then a Pepsi advert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pepsi's going, it's free. Oh, we've got a membership plan now. It's free for the rest of the year if you pay ten dollars a month, right? Mm. What and Coca-Cola's going? Oh, it's five hundred dollars a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might not like Pepsi as much as Coke, but hey, do you know that's going to be a better deal? And so this is yeah. you're competing against other people. So. The totally. people come to us and go, what's the benchmark for this job? And the benchmark is on seat now. It's not in a book. Yeah. It's not, this is what normally people get paid. That's what we're going to pay them. If that job's paying 20 grand more, five days a week from home, if you want the best people, you've got to be at least paying that and doing that. That's so true, man. Yeah, again, awesome advice. And it makes sense that you're, that, that, you can't have a benchmark that's just stuck, right? Like it's dynamic. It's constantly changing, I imagine, from month to month um, based on what else is on offer. So doing that research is a really important part of the job. Like you have to know what are your competitors, you yes. know, of trying to recruit, what are they yeah. offering? And can you either match that? And if not, mm-hmm. you need to realize that that's probably going to diminish the yes. amount of people who are applying for yeah. that job because they want the job of 20K that works at home. You know, that's, that's right. That's a good deal. Right. <laughs> and we have clients who go, yeah, I can't afford to pay that. Well, then you can't afford to hire that person. Yeah. Yeah. You maybe need to be less experienced. Maybe you need to go train somebody a bit more. Oh, I don't have the time to do that. True. You can't 
I would love to drive a Ferrari. I'd love to buy a Ferrari. I can't afford it. But, so I don't talk, mm. I don't, I, you know, I, I go buy the car that I can. And it's exactly the, yeah. it's exactly the same. Uh, just because yeah, you're absolutely. a business owner, there's no guarantee that, this, that, that, um, that you can have a person that you want because you just don't have yeah. the ability to pay for that. Uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. that comes with a cost of, okay, well, I'm going to have to give 50% of my time to this person for the next two, three months to train them up. Or I'm going to have to pay $20,000 more and get someone who doesn't need as much training. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, again, I think a a big part of service-based businesses like ours is managing expectations of the client. Because a lot of people, you know, for me, I can only speak from my experience, they'll come in and be like, I'm expecting miracles from my Facebook ads, having a terrible website and a product that's 10 times more expensive than somebody else's. And you're like, no, probably not. Like you, you need to have a good offer. It needs to be priced well. You have a website that helps you sell that offer. And if you don't have those things, it's gonna, it's most likely not gonna work, right? Mm-hmm. I could be a wizard at Facebook ads, but it still doesn't mean, right. you can't polish a turd, so to speak. That's you exactly you right. need to have, that's it. you need to have a good offer. And it's the same as, as what you do, you know? It's, it's very much like, if the client thinks that they can hire up, you know, the Ferrari level employee into the business or pay for a Toyota, I don't know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's just not going to work. That's exactly right. And it's, a, it's an interesting analogy that you make there because it's the same with us. Like, um, you've got the Facebook ads if, you're, if, if your website's a load of rubbish. But if we bring you the best candidate and then you don't interview well, Forget as in the mm. as in the client, because you've got to remember that you're being interviewed as well as the client. Yeah, true. As a, as a person, doesn't mean that person's going to come and work for you. And so you yeah. have to work on that. You know, you've got to be able to provide a secure environment. Uh, you know, if the candidate's going, I want this, this, and this, and this, and I'm training, and you're going, oh god, training. I thought you hit the ground running. You know, all of a sudden <laughs> attitude comes out, and then you've got to think these people have got more on the line. An employee yeah. has got more. They're leaving the job. Job normally to come to you, mm. they safe, secure, normally, um, and then they're going to come to you, and then all of a sudden you're this other person. All of a sudden they're going to go, I'm not going to make this mistake. It's a life-changing yeah. thing. It's not so much a life-changing thing for an employer to employ someone because uh, it doesn't affect you as much. But yes, of course yeah. you do. You've got to train, you've got to educate, you've got to manage that person. But they haven't just left a whole new job, a whole job. To yeah. To, you know, yeah. You're not, yeah. So you have to remember that that they're changing their lives uh, uh, for you and yes you're paying them but they're pre- I look at it and I think we should change the way the work how recruitment works it's a partnership if it's not employee employer hey I'm Mr. Employer you should come and work for me it's a partnership I'm paying you this money to you to provide this service like the same as I do with you Kyle if you come and yep. do my social media I'm going to pay you mm-hmm. to do that service I don't treat you as an employee you know, it's a mm. partnership, and it's the same again. This person is going to come in, and they're going to do my accounts, yeah, or my bookkeeping. Yes, they're an employee, but it's a partnership. They're providing you with their skills and experience that you don't have or don't have time to do, and you're paying them yeah. for that. And that's the sort yeah. of way to look at it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think we're moving towards that. I know that there's like that servant-based management systems where it's very much like 
I'm here to help you do the best job possible. Mm-hmm. My job is to serve you as the as the person doing that job, right? Yeah. Like you are not a slave. You are not somebody that I treat terribly. Yeah. You are somebody that I want to yeah. enable to do your best work possible. And yeah. if that means making you feel good and and included as, as a culture in the in the company, if that's you know giving you the right training, giving you the right access to tools, yeah. um, these are the things that I do to help make you the best you can be. That's and and obviously that's a partnership, right? You don't want to be a dictator because nobody likes a dictator. At least, uh, you know, not, yeah. not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the classic one we do get sometimes uh, is we just want, I just want another knee. I just want to re- yeah. replicate myself. And I'm like, it's impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. The only way it can happen is that you give someone 50% of the business. Yeah, yeah. And they go, why would I do that? So, well, why would someone call work how you work when you own the business and they're an yeah. employee? It's you can't do that, right? You can't have your, your expectation has to be this person's going to come and work thirty-eight hours if they're full-time. Probably they're going to be doing thirty-two hours, really, when we talk about working yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. No one's ever did as dedicated as you. And if you do find those people, uh, either they want to be paid more money for it, and and, and, and so if you can go in, you know, if you want the, the the best of the best, then you should be talking about profit share and percentage yeah. of the business. I'm not saying fifty percent. That was just in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I get the point. Having, yeah. the, having that option because then people are going to have more buy-in because they have buy-in to the business. It's not just a data today job they're coming in uh, so true and so you know if you want another you what do you want to be paid if you want to be paid five hundred five hundred thousand dollars a year then why wouldn't uh, yeah. the other you want to be paid five hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> right yeah absolutely it's a very good point i think these are all uh expectations that sound like people come into with yes. and you're like no let, let's Take your expectation down to reality a that's bit because great word. nobody's going to work. Is what yeah. damages. That's what hurts us. We have expectations yeah, really of other people. If we don't have expectations, we're not going to get hurt. If exactly I expect right. you to do these things because I do them, then it all is going to happen when you don't do them. I go, oh, my expectation was you're going to. Yeah, but yeah. I shouldn't have that expectation. These are the rules. These are the job. This is the process. You go and do it. And uh, yeah. my expectation is you're going to do that because it's written in the contract. Uh, and yeah. uh, if they're not going to do it, and that's another thing. You've got to make sure these things are in the position descriptions. You make sure you sign them. Because I know people in my world who have been employees, and I've worked with these people who've gone, oh, you asked me to do this, but it's not in my job description. So I'm not yeah. doing it. And then they go, okay, yeah. well, I want to add it. Well, I don't agree with it. I'm not doing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I had it, but I want another $50 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's exactly like, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna set the expectation or change the expectation that you've agreed on in your contract, that's fair game, I think. You know, that's like you said, it's a partnership. And if you're uh, being a bit of a dick in the partnership and you're pushing more and more work on and being like, hey, I'm just gonna tip this more and more in my favor without giving you anything in return, yeah, that's an unbalanced relationship. Yeah. So it's not really a partnership, is it? Yeah. So this is great, man. Oh, I, I, I love all. Of- Sorry, oh, sorry. I, I saw a really, um, I love TikTok, and I, I highly suggest people go into TikTok, business owners, there's loads of business content on there, people think it's people that, yes, of course you're going to get that, but you can just follow business coaches and business people, and you're going to get some great advice, right? And this guy is a, um, a employment coach, so he helps people get a job. And so, when the question comes up, what's your salary expectations, he, he, uh, trains people to give them three salary expectations. 
Number one is, hey, it's $60,000 and this is what I'll do, X, Y, Z. If it's $80,000, I'll do X, Y, Z and X, If it's $100,000, I'll do all of that and this. And so nice. rather than going, hey, oh, it's eight, I want $80,000, you tell someone, hey, this is, you know, so you've got a varied amount. And so obviously, mm. as a candidate, you have to be able to accept that $60,000 if someone wants to pay for those, those things. But at least you're presenting the expectation to the, the employer of, like, you can have, the same as I do with my process, well, I used to do with the three processes, you can have this, this, or this. The more process you have, the more it's going to cost. And yep. so, if I'm sat here in a, a new job, and my job is, uh, let's say, social media, but only posting on TikTok, that's my job, and mm-hmm. you then come to me and go, can you also do it on Facebook now? And go, well, I trained to do that, but your job pay doesn't pay me to do that. And so, yeah. I'm then gonna charge, I, I want more money, because you want me to do something that is different to what you've asked me to do, yeah. I have expertise in that. You have to pay for that expertise. I'm not just going to yeah. go, yeah, I'll just do it. You know, most people do just, just do that. But really, yeah. the same as you. If someone comes to you and go, hey, can you just do my social media for TikTok? Then all of a sudden they expect you to do all social media. You're probably going to yeah. go, mm, that wasn't really what we spoke about. The fees were this. And it's exactly the same as an employee. We should be treating them exactly the same. We want them to do more for us. We should be giving them. And this is all loops around to something as employer of choice. People will mm. want to come and work for you because you're paying the value that that person is bringing to the business and you're not trying to you know, cut corners and trying to get someone to do something that they're not being paid to do. So it's, you want people to go who your current employees are singing the business praises. You want people to, to be able to come knocking on the door. I want to work for you. I want to work for you. And you're not going to get that yeah. if you're cutting the corners and treating them uh, and getting them to do more work without providing them with the pay that they deserve to do that work. Absolutely, absolutely. This has been great, Bobby. Like so, so much information that you've shared. It's crazy. There's, there's, yeah. I feel like anybody watching this will have like feeling like they've gotten a lot. Uh, you know, they've learned a lot about recruitment. Is there anything that you find um, for small businesses? Because a lot of people that we know in the VX community are are in the small business phase. They might not have employees. If you're looking to start, um, what would be kind of maybe couple of tips that you can give people who are just starting out on their their first kind of recruitment project um, sometimes you've just got to give people a chance right I would much prefer to hire on attitude than than skills if you get both then obviously great the downside to that is you have to give a lot of your time and so yeah. when we bring anyone into our business uh, it, we have to show them what to do train them and, and that you know, we talk about onboarding and, and that kind of first training. People go, oh, that's a couple of weeks. No, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. You've got to be making sure at the end of the day they're representing you. So you, know, you need to make sure that they're doing the things that you want them to do. If that means you've got to have you know, a two-week training, 38 hours a week going through everything, well, you have to commit to that. We can't, yeah. If you allow people, people to come into your business and go, hey, here's a document, go on with it. Um, yes, that's great, but you have to, con- how do you know it's right? How do you know they're doing it right? Yeah. You know, sit with them, go yeah. through it, and, and educate them. So it's all about having yeah. touch points throughout the year, of, of having a, a chat with that person, uh, talking to them about uh, you know, how you're going, you know, and, and working out whether they're doing the things you want them to do so you can catch them before they do something you know, that's not the right way. But 
how I recruited in the in the first business I had when I went to 70 people, uh, we would do one advert, and then it's a bit different now because we could wait for that one advert to finish and then contact the candidates. Now, you should be contacting them as soon as they apply because they're applying for a lot oh, wow. more jobs. Yes, and if you don't wait in a week, two weeks. If you like them, you want to be contacting them and arranging an interview. Uh, yeah, definitely. Back in the day, we used to wait until the advert finished. We would then go and choose the three best candidates out of that advert. If three of them were no experience at all, but they, yeah. we would interview them and then we would then train them. Yeah, because nice. if if you have the time to wait for that ideal person, bear in mind that could be three, six, nine, ten months. Yeah. Great. But if you can't, most people can do most jobs with training. Yeah. And you've, yeah. Got, you've got to be able to do that. You know. So. Yeah. Um, you need you need to have the the like not just the. Uh, the ability to do the job, like you, you need to have the right attitude in doing the job, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, it's easier to train someone with someone goes, yes, 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 I can do that, I can do that, rather than someone goes, oh, that's not how we did it before. Yeah, but mm. I'm doing the simplified recruitment way, this is how we do it, this is how it is, uh, and, um, you know, and being, employing your first person is really, it's a risk, it's a challenge, but so is, so is business. And yes, yeah. you might have to give that person three months of your time to be able to get to the point where you want them to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And yes, that's going to might put you three months back, but remember, now you've got double the amount of people. So as long as you've yeah. recruited in the right way for the right reasons, this person, I have to do 30 hours of admin a week. All right, so mm. that person's going to come in and do 30 hours of admin in three months. They're not going to come yeah. in the first week, do 30 hours. Of, they might do two hours of admin in the first, you know, three hours and five hours and 10 hours. So at some point, the th after three months, you're going to get your 30 hours back. Mm. So the 30 that's hours you do, of your time. Yeah, that's right. So you're not getting it right now, but you'll get it back in the future. And so, yeah, just remember. Everyone gave you a chance at some point. You know, I didn't just wake up one morning and I was in a, rec a recruiter. How I fell into recruitment was I was an actual temp. We call them temps in, in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I was a temp for Virgin. And um, they, they wanted to hire me permanently. I thought it was a great company. Uh, so I was talking to the recruiter or the owner of the recruitment company. And I said, you know, these guys want to come in permanent. Uh, so I thought that, you know, that I'm probably going to finish the temp contract and go permanently. And the woman was like... Don't go and work for them. Come and work for me. And I was like, hmm, that sounds pretty good. No recruitment experience at all. And so, uh, so that sounds pretty good. I would like to see what recruitment's about. So I joined that. And it wasn't until, you know, then, you know, I've worked for a lot of other companies since then. And it wasn't until about a year and a half ago when I started to do content on LinkedIn and stuff like that that she saw the content. And then she, she mentioned, like, hiring with attitude rather than skills. And I was like, so why did you hire me? And then she went, because you had a great attitude. You had a great attitude, nice. a can-do, positive attitude. You wanted to come in, you wanted to make a difference, you wanted to learn. Other people would come in and go, when, when's, when's payday? You know, oh, this is boring, like, bang, 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 bang. You hire in the right attitude. Uh, mm -hmm. But that person gave me a chance. The same as nice. someone at some point gave you a chance. You didn't just wake up one morning Absolutely. and use social media. Most yeah. people are an expert at what they do is because they were an employee doing that job, then thought yeah. they could do it better, and then go into that. But if that person never gave you that chance in social media, then you wouldn't know about it. And so, so true. Yeah, remember that. You don't always have to yeah. find that perfect person. As long as you get someone in and you think, do you know what? 
they remind me a bit like me, they've got great attitude, of course you should do reference checks, maybe psychometric testing, uh, and, but the world is a pain in the arse, right? You could find the best person, best attitude, best everything. They start a week later. I mean, this is crucial. We've had this as well. A week later, we get a phone call from the candidate. I've got to leave. Why are you going to leave? You're a great candidate for it. Oh, my partner's got a job and they're going to move into Perth. Uh, yeah. See you later. You can't stop that. What oh, I've just found out I'm pregnant and now actually we want to just relax and just be pregnant. My partner's going to pay all the bills, so I don't need a job anymore. You can't control yeah. that stuff. Does yeah, it matter? You can exactly. do all the reference checks, do everything you want. People are still human beings. You can only do the best that you can to provide them with that education, that training, that great process into your business. And it's because of the old saying, rubbish in, you get rubbish out. And it's exactly the same yeah. with your CRM, exactly the same yeah. with when you hire people. If you hire them and train them with rubbish, they're going to give you rubbish. So true, man. So true. That's great advice, I think. So to, to summarize, hire on attitude and give people a chance because, you know, it does take time to get them up to full speed, mm -hmm. but you will get the investment back. You know, if it takes you three months to get them to full capacity, mm -hmm. you know, that's good. That might be 30 hours of your week that you're getting back or maybe 50. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. It depends. Awesome. Yeah. Bobby, this has been great, man. Honestly, thank you so much for jumping on the show. I thought that um, before we wrap, though, I would love to ask a few rapid fire questions. I've got three that I've been asking every guest more so about how, uh, you know, you look after yourself in your business and in your personal life as well. So you happy to go through those now? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. The first question is, how do you look after yourself in terms of your, you know, your, your physical and mental health as, as a business owner? <laughs> um, so the biggest thing that I use to allow me to be the person I want in the life I want, I use time blocking in my calendar. So I run nice. three, actually run three businesses. Uh, and so everything from my social media post to my bookkeeping, to my call, to meetings, to whatever it is, is in my calendar. So I can sit there and look at the week view, five days, don't work weekends, sometimes maybe an hour here just to catch up on something maybe. Uh, but I can look at it and then I can see where there's empty blocks and so I can go, oh, I've got eight hours spare this week. Nice. And so also because I've got those, those time blocks in there, when it comes up, I do it. And that's really important when you're time blocking. When it comes up, you go and do the thing you've got to do. Yeah. Because what it allows me to do then is get away from this, not the fear, what's the word, the um, bad thoughts in my head of going, okay, well, I've got nothing on for the rest of the day. I've got to do something because I'm a business owner. I've got to go and do something. I've got to make a call maybe, I'll go and do this. Well, if you're time blocking, you will have the time for your calls. And if you've actioned yeah. it, you've already done the calls. I'll go do social media posts. Well, if it was in your calendar and you time blocked it and you did it, you can then sit yeah. there and go, do you know what, I'm going to go and lie in my bed, I'm going to have a nap for half an hour, I'm going to go and teach yeah. for half an hour, I'm going to go and do this, I'm going to have some lunch. You know, so time blocking and uh, and weekends are trying not to do anything on weekends business wise because you know I do 38 hours a week sometimes 30 hours a week I'd say an average is about 30 hours a week um, so if I can't get all my stuff done in the week then I need to manage my time better yeah that's a great hack yeah I definitely think that that's a, a great tip so time blocking is uh, the best way to kind of look after yourself the next question I was going to ask is actually, I think you've answered it, but it was how do you get shit done? What's your productivity hack? But it sounds like time blocking might be it. Yeah, time blocking, uh, put it in your calendar. When it comes up, just do it. Just do it. 
And the important nice. thing about time blocking is, is that really there should be no distraction. So wherever it is, doesn't matter what it is. If it's I'm doing social media posts, doing a networking event, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not yeah. looking at my email. I'm not going to get distracted by that thing coming. And people go, oh, what about client calls or whatever? All right, well, there's nothing in my world of recruitment that is going to be so desperate that I have mm. to take that call within an hour. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. Okay, whatever the lead comes through. Well, I'm sure they're also busy doing things. You know, it, we're all busy. We, have to, we forget. Mm. We think that other people are waiting for that. No, no, no. I'm doing 10 million other things at the same time. Yeah. The yeah, important part is if you don't do it when you said you're going to do it, all that happens is you don't get it done. You then start to message people on Facebook or LinkedIn because you know, I don't have any notifications on. I don't have anything. I don't even have my work emails on my phone. Hmm. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still okay, I think that, still I think I think it's something that I could definitely uh, you know take take on board. I'm sure there's other people listening who are going, "Wow, maybe I should try that out." Yeah. Okay. Um, one more thing. One thing I saw, I actually follow this guy on TikTok, and he's just he's just in retirement. He's just retired, right? And so he's now trying to train his brain away from being an employee to being retired. And I was like, "That's a great way to look at life." If I look at my life as I'm retired. And all these other things are things just to keep me busy. Mm. But I've got to do those things, right? Then I'm living the life that I want to live because I imagine I'm retired. And these things are just there to keep me busy. Yeah. And and so then all of a sudden I want to do those things as as well as I can, but as quick as I can. Because Mm. I'm retired. I want to go and sit down and do whatever. I'm not saying everyone thinks the same way as me. How, How I see entrepreneurship is that I should be sat on a beach answering an email once a week and someone else is doing that. Yeah. Not that <laughs> yeah. I have to do everything. Right? I like that. But some people yeah. want to do everything. Some people want to have a job for themselves where they do everything and they want to be busy all the time. Yeah. And that's fine. You have to build your life and your business around how you want it to be. Because if we're so doing true. it around it for someone else, we must as well go and work for someone else, all right? Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think lifestyle design is a really big part of running your own business, and mm-hmm. a lot of people forget it. Like you think you, you end up becoming an employee in your own business, mm-hmm. and then you're you feel trapped, and you might start presenting your business. So it is important to think about how you want to design your lifestyle. That's that's a great tip, and that's really yeah. I think we could talk for another hour. This is fantastic. I think we need to schedule in some more time. Uh, but before we wrap, the final question I had for you was, is there any software or tool in your business that you couldn't live without? Is there anything that you think all business owners should have a look at, you know? Yes. So we all got CRMs and you know they're, they're all pretty standard. And yes, they can do the follow-ups and stuff like that. But I sometimes it's not something you put in your CRM. So how do you keep on top of that? So I use something called follow up then. So you just Google follow up then, all one word. Follow up then? Yes, it's really cool. So let's say I'm sending Kyle an email. In BCC, I'm going to type in you know, how many days or months I want to follow up with that person. So I put in BCC so you don't see that, right? So I might go yeah. send Kyle an email, and I want to follow up in four days. So I put four days follow up. It comes up. I then send you the email, and in four days' time, follow up then is going to email me to say, 
you said you were going to follow up with this person or do whatever action. Nice, then. And yeah. so you can do one month, three months, ten minutes, five minutes. And so let's say that somebody wants to jump on a one-to-one with me, probably not important to go into the CRM enough. So I'll go, okay, cool, I'm free on this date. Uh, next week, I would do follow-ups three days, then delete mm. that email. So it's out in my inbox, yeah. Friday, and then so then I forget that thing about that, and then three yeah, days yeah. later, if I haven't responded, uh, then that email will come in, and it will say, it will show me the email that I sent out. So I go, oh yeah, yeah, that person said they wanted. To. Then I'd follow up, then follow 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 That's up awesome. with them. Then that's why it's called follow up then. And follow up then, and it's I free. Love- it's free. Oh man, I love free tools. They're the best. Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome. The amount of deals and the amount of people I've met and I've used that, uh, and and you know, especially with free businesses, I've used in all free businesses. Uh, it just allows me to, to keep on top of of those thing, of those important things I don't want to miss out on. Nice, nice, awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out after this. So follow up Zen is the uh, the life hack of today. Uh, Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. You. Um, you've brought a world of wisdom, uh, great energy, and it's just been a blast listening to you uh, share share all of your stories about the business. Um, where can people go to check you out if they were needing some help with recruitment, they want to save big money yes. on their next recruitment bill? Uh, where can they go to 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 uh, contact you? I am all over LinkedIn, Facebook, so you can find me on LinkedIn, Bobby Semple, Simplified Recruitment Solutions. You, look, you can look for that as well. Website is simplifiedrecruitment.com.au. Uh, obviously, you can reach out to Kyle if you want. You can, you can contact me that way. But I'm sure if you just type in Simplified Recruitment Solutions in Google, uh, it, it will come up as well. I do a lot of content across all platforms, well, Facebook and LinkedIn as a minimum. And uh, so, yeah, you should, it should come up if you search for me. Perfect. And uh, for everyone watching as well, I highly recommend joining Bobby's Business Club, which uh, is a fantastic resource for business owners um, and a great community as well. I've uh, recently joined. Um, I've been busy moving, so I haven't been as active as I'd like to be, but I'm looking forward to networking a bit more and getting as much value from there as I can. It's been awesome uh, so far. So uh, definitely check that out as well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's a great community, and I uh, try to bring another spin. Again, recruitment's a bit different, and so so is the business club. It's a bit a bit of a different way. Uh, everything we do is has a foundation of networking, and we have a networking event where it is about networking. But we do other mm. events uh, which are to help you and your business to provide more content, to have confidence putting content out there, to doing things like what Kyle does on this on this thing. We have something called a chat show. Uh, but the idea is that uh, that as a baseline is networking within that but we're promoting you and getting you confident in providing your own content out there in the world and we have a magazine uh, we have LinkedIn posting parties so it's not just about networking it's about um, getting the most out of the tools out there that can help you in your business yeah it's perfect Bobby well yeah definitely recommend it and um, I'm looking forward to checking it out more so thank you again for joining us brother I uh, wish you well um, have some great time with your with your mum who's visiting at the moment and uh, yeah really appreciate you being on the show thanks mate and I can do that my mum can come over because I'm time blocking right so I'm time blocked don't tell her even my mum's time blocked <laughs> so <laughs> it's all in the calendar what we're going to do so where we're going to go what time so it's uh, <laughs> because a lot of, you know time goes by very quickly all of a sudden it does you know, three weeks will be gone see for three weeks from the UK all of a sudden that time you've got to block it out man I think it's a great tactic so I try to do it but I think I need to uh, this is this is the universe telling me to, to focus back up and get into it again the key is that you time block it you do it 
If you yeah. don't do it in his yeah. time lot, what's the point? There's no point doing it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Bobby. Uh, yes, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. I'll see you soon. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, Please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique, and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes. 